The blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the fourth Sunday in the Lenten season. We're looking at Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 3, where the Apostle Paul writes, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. My dear friends in Christ, just before our reading, the Apostle Paul was talking about this constant struggle that was going on in his life, this battle between his sinful nature and his new man, this battle, this struggle to live as a believing child of God. And now, well, Paul knew he was a child of God. He knew that the Holy Spirit had made him one of God's children, but he knew that there still was sin in his life, and that sin that was in his life, it deeply troubled him. He wanted to do what God's will wanted of him, but he often found himself falling into sin. And what was true for Paul is also true for us. By, by the grace of God, we know that we've been called to faith, that we're believing children of God, but we're still sinners. And that should trouble us. We have to join the Apostle Paul in saying, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. That's a pretty depressing thought. I think we all do realize our sinfulness. Maybe we need to study God's law a little bit more to realize how sin really affects us, but we know our sinfulness and what we do want to do is we want to follow God's will better. We want to be better parents or children or spouses or citizens or neighbors. We want to do a better job of following God's will. We want to be closer to God and his word, but all too often what happens is that we stumble and fall. When we think, for example, that we're doing better, then we do the evil that we don't want to do. We can so easily trip up. When we fall, our problem often is, is that we think we're handling things pretty well on our own and we need to remember the Apostle Paul's warning when he says, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. We fall oftentimes when we get overconfident, when we get cocky about our own abilities, when we forget that we need God's help and that without God's help, we can do nothing. 
But in our reading here, Paul has some wonderful news for us. He says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, through, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For those times when we break God's law, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For us who believe in Jesus the Savior. He's delivered us from the dreadful guilty verdict that we rightfully would deserve. In Jesus, there is no condemnation. In faith in him, there is no condemnation. Well, the fact of the matter is, is we've, we're guilty. We deserve eternal separation from God. That's what we deserve. We deserve death, eternal death. But in Christ, through faith in Christ, we've received that verdict of not guilty, completely not guilty of all of our sins. And that's the redemptive work of Jesus. Through his redemptive work, Christ obtained that not guilty verdict for all people. But, but of course, it's only through faith in Jesus, through the work of the Holy Spirit, that we've received that verdict of not guilty, of forgiveness, so that instead of deserving death, eternal death, we deserve eternal life in Christ because in Jesus there is no condemnation. Well, Paul says... For what the law was powerless to do and that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. God's law is powerless to save us because we've all broken God's law. We can't be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect as Jesus tells us, as the law requires us. The, the law is also powerless to get us to love God because, well, when we look at the law and see it honestly, all it can do is give us a fear of God and a fear of the punishment that we rightfully deserve because of our sins. But what the law couldn't do, what Paul says here is that God did by sending his son who took upon himself our human likeness. He became, well, he always has been God, but he became the God-man in order to pay for our sins, in order to win for us salvation. He became, well, it says a sin offering. All the Old Testament sacrifices and sin offerings, they really did nothing to pay for sin, but they did point ahead to Christ's one sacrifice on the altar of the cross where he did pay for the sins of all. Now, sin was totally foreign to Christ, but it says God made Jesus to be sin for us. He paid the punishment that we deserve so that in Jesus there is no condemnation for us. Oh, Perhaps we've seen, perhaps you've seen the painting that is entitled Waiting for the Verdict. It's an interesting pa 
painting. It depicts three people in a waiting room, a small waiting room outside a courtroom. There's a husband and wife that are sitting together, their hands are clasped together, and you can see the anxiousness on their faces. And, well, there's a, their one daughter is peering into the half-open door of the courtroom, and she's looking to see what's going on again on her face. You see that tension that's there, wondering, because her brother, her parent's son, well, he was in there, he'd been charged with a crime, and they were waiting for the verdict, wondering what the judge would end up saying. The picture shows that terrible tension, and now many people in this life see themselves in a similar position toward God in their relationship toward God. They go through this life awaiting the verdict, the final decision on Judgment Day. And maybe they're hoping that in the end they won't be sentenced to eternal punishment to hell. And perhaps there are times in your life that maybe you've experienced that tension and maybe wondered, will God really take me to heaven? Can I really be sure that I'm going to heaven? If we ever have those doubts, if we ever have those questions, if we feel like we're anxiously waiting for the verdict, let's just remember the Apostle Paul's opening words in our reading today. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, through faith in Jesus. In Jesus, there is no condemnation. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us your Son to be our Savior, to pay the punishment we deserve because of our sins, so that through faith in him, in Jesus, there is no condemnation. In him is our eternal life. We pray in his name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.